The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Join us once again in the shed as Mickey, JJ, Kurt, Chris, and Joe continue our Dresden Files Accelerated game with Mora, Cletus, Jamie, and Father Bartok arriving at a meeting with none other than Bruce Flair. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from the Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com, on iTunes, Facebook, Stitcher Radio, Google Plus, Bing, TuneIn Radio, all over the place. Including um, you Including you <laughs> And I laughed like heck when I produced that episode. Um, we're going to go around the table and say hi, starting with... Hey, everyone. This is Mickey. I will be playing Mora, the Psalm, for this adventure of Dresden Files. JJ here. I'll be playing Cleus Fitzhammer. Don't call me Fitz. Um, and this is also a Justin Files exclusive character. <gasps> and accelerated, too. Hey, this is Kurt. I am playing Jamie Anderson. He is the wealthy woodsman. Uh, and he's a lover, not a fighter. It's good phonetics, by the way. Wealthy woodsman. I like that one. Yeah, alliteration. Always about trying to shoot people. Last time, that's true. I was fired that. up to shoot somebody. <laughs> was last that time. the lover part or the fighter part? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm looking at my aspects. I, I guess have, it could I'm be a lover. lover with shooting things. He loves to fight. Yeah. Shoots off things. Hey, it's Chris. I'll be playing Victor Bartok, Knight of the Cross, and White Court Virgin. And I am Joe. I am the game master for this Dresden Files accelerated role-playing game session that we have going on. Campaign. Uh, at some point, if someone does think of a name, I mentioned this before, if someone thinks of a name for the campaign. Upstate Upheaval. That, that was there. I'd like to hear more than one suggestion. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm waiting that, for I like the fans to, to, the right. to phone we, in We like the idea. Um, it just happens to be uh, usur- a singular usurping suggestion. Usurping the upstate. Yes. Was the other one, yeah. yeah. I, tried now, to, I tried to do the alliteration. Yeah, we are going to do a recap of our previous episode to get us in the right frame for this one, because as usual, we've spent weeks in between recordings, uh, in between playing, and we are going to catch up here. Uh, who's, who's been elected to do this one? I, I believe that JJ has been voluntold. All right, go for it. All right, so we left off last episode... Uh, we had just dealt with Champagne, and we were driving to a meeting at the Rutherford. Um, we stopped off at a safe house of Cletus's to pick up the two-and-a-half-eye ungent. Um, <laughs> it was a potion. It was a potion, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Vocabulary lesson was the name of the last episode. Yep. And so we, we picked up that, and we stopped at Cabela's, I believe it was, and picked up some ultra-high-frequency uh, communication system. Um, and we, we, got to, we got to the um, Rutherford fairly quickly, and we were able to set up uh, before they had done anything to the outside, to the exterior of the... However, they were able to, uh, they being the people we were trying to contact... Uh, were able to set up the meeting space with how they liked. And uh, that didn't sit too well with us, so we came up with this uh, brilliant and dastardly plan to have uh, Mickey's character, Mora, uh, infiltrate the Rutherford. And unfortunately, her, her her bluffing isn't that great. She was not able to convince the proprietor that she was upset that they had double booked. I blame the dice. You blame the dice. Well, I mean, that's, that's probably true. And um, Probably. 
we, 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 <laughs> Jerk. we killed the episode with Cletus stepping up and trying to offer a way out since she had uh, uh, been drowning, for lack of a better word. Fuck you. <laughs> she was drowning in the middle of a ballroom. I, I didn't get it within one minute, Joe. I'm sorry. Oh, that was close. I mean, that's all right. I, actually, I don't mind if a recap takes as long as it needs to, as long as it's um, actual information. And it was, so we're good. Uh, it's now almost where, like I just listened to the episode or something. Man. Almost, it's great. Um, so, right from the story perspective, from my perspective as uh, as GM, where we left off was in the entrance to the Rutherford is now Cletus and Mora. Where was uh, Father Bartok? That's the one part I couldn't remember. I am outside the opposite door they went into, just waiting okay, outside, just outside, just to hear to listen yeah. to see if I need okay. to bust in. And Jamie's up a tree. Mm-hmm. He's overwatched. Across the yeah. street. Overwatch. <laughs> Overwatching. Um, so inside, there were, there were guards stationed at the doorways. And then there was a partition inside covering another spot that looked like it had two guards in it and somebody important. The third oh, eye showed. And I believe I had just won, uh, just invoked an aspect of yep. not the boss. Yep. And, and from there. Um, not the decision maker. Mora, like Mora that, yeah. strode in confidently. Um, and the guards really didn't like her striding in, so they, they pulled guns on her, and then Cletus decided to step in, decided to step in and kind of take over the conversation, and he did. He took the guards off guard. He unguarded the guards. Mm-hmm. They're guardless. Uh, and one of them pretty much was uh, instructed to go tell the boss that, that they need to talk to him, right? Mm-hmm. That, that was the idea. So as we ended the episode... The guard said to wait here, I'll be right back. He went around the side of the partition, and the next thing that happens is uh, you hear a thud, uh, like something falling to the ground. And after that... Jamie uh, fell out of a tree? No. (laughs) You would be the only one hearing it. Everyone else might hear a thunk in their radio. Um, And the, the other guard that was outside with you guys... Uh, with Mora and Cletus, uh, quickly puts his gun away and kind of skitters off into a corner. Now what about the and others? There was else. two other guys, though. They're just kind of standing where they were. They never really left their post. There was two guys that had their guns out, pointing at each of Mora's eyes. One of them went behind the partition, and the other one has now put his gun away and kind of scurried off into a corner with uh, one of the other guards. Did I hear the thunk outside? Um, let's say, yeah. We're going to say the microphones are pretty much voice noise activated, so you would hear something. It, it, it just sounded like a body hitting the floor. How about that? The bodies. Hit the so floor. is our team okay? As far as you can tell. So somebody on the other side just went down. Seems like it. I applaud your quick uh, discipline. Mm. And I would like to apologize for... The duplicitous nature in which that we arranged this meeting. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, My so, eyes roll so yeah, hard you thinking, could hear it. What was Moore's re- Yeah, you could hear her <laughs> eyes rolling on the radio. What the hell was that? Do a barrel roll, box. Um, the, there's a voice from the other side, and the voice sounds like, I don't know, maybe a man in his 20s or something like that. It's, it's a young voice. Um, but a strong voice, and you hear, um, just come on back. That idiot didn't know what he was doing. Gotcha. <laughs> right, so we'll okay. approach, approach the partition and, okay. you know. 
right. So Otherwise, you just walk around the back. Yeah. So after you go around the back, you see the now just prone body of the guard that was harassing you uh, on the ground. And then just over in a the corner, there are two guys uh, holding what looked like, I call them the, uh, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger minigun, the big cannon type things, um, with all the barrels that they spin around when you start shooting. And um, then a guy who uh, has the features of somebody young, 20 to 30 years old, uh, short, spiky, yellow hair, uh, but he has the eyes of somebody ancient. And um, you realize that the other guys, the two standing there with the guns, actually have just skin over where their eyes should be. They're just standing there. And they're (coughs) facing you the whole time. And they have their weapons pointed at you, but they don't appear to be able to see you with normal eyes. That's not creepy at all. Yeah. And um, the guy looks at Mora and says, where is the wealthy woodsman? He needs to be here as well. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Could you please if I clarify speak, that? If I speak louder, your microphone will pick it up and he'll hear me. Where is the wealthy woodsman? All right, now I'm totally freaked out. <laughs> and you hear this. I mean, everyone yeah. hears this. Um, the same as before, Cletus, even though you're there, it's still kind of that every other syllable, but you're able to make it out easily because you're part of the conversation. And he hasn't acknowledged your presence at all. You might as well not exist. Excuse me, sir. I am perplexed as to the nomenclature you are using. <laughs> I'll let him laugh at you, too. So he's, he'll, he'll just laugh. And then look back at Mora. Where is he? He's near. And, and he, he lifts his, his wrist, and he has what might as well be a sundial on his wrist, some huge contraption of thing that probably isn't a watch. Um, and it looks like it just has all kinds of little gears and pieces in it, some kind of ancient timepiece or something, maybe. Um, and he says, I'll give him one minute to arrive before you both die. Okay, so... And yes, you're hearing all of this. Let's pretend that he's on his way. Oh, and leave the vampire outside, please. Okay, so we'll, we'll entertain this if you tell me what you are. Like, she's trying to figure <laughs> out what he is. How did, how did he know this about the party? And over the, the mic, she'll say, Anderson, I think you better come in here. Over. Over. You may call me Bruce. All right, Bruce. Again, I'll... And that's enough. I'll ask, what are you? And he does this, and you need to make a roll. For those listening, what he he did was... Shut your mouth. The crushing your... Oh, oh, the crushing crushing your head. The crushing of your head. The awesome power. Zip it. Now, you need an approach. You need an approach. He's doing something... You could call it mind control magic, whatever you'd want to call it. I'm using... He's using focus against you. And you... I am going to use... I've already showed Chris the number that you're shooting against, but you have an approach to try and resist what's happening to you. Um, because it's instant, I would almost say you can't use focus, but yeah, if you can convince me, then That's you can. That's totally a force of will, though. But it's will yeah. against will. Uh, well, not if it's magic. You don't know what it is at this point. He's doing something, and you, you're, you're going to be compelled to do something if you don't, if you don't succeed. In I want to break his eye contact okay. and kind of throw something in his face. Okay. To try to distract him, because I'm thinking that he has to do some sort of concentration to do whatever it is that he's trying to do on me. Okay. 
So I don't think this is gonna end well for you. Uh, it never ends well. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> things in some engine pad. Mm-hmm. Like nothing major, just like maybe a handkerchief or like keys or okay. something at his you face. Want I just want to distract glitter. him. Monster hunter glitter. The best so that kind. would be. It sounds haste? almost like haste. You're moving quickly. Yeah. Let's try it. Haste. With oh shit! The up. dice has smiled on me. Okay. What'd you end up with? Three plus one, four. Okay. So you failed. Whatever. And, um, yeah. and what happens is you're able to grab, we'll call it a handkerchief, because that's the first thing you said. You grab, what, a monogrammed silk handkerchief, perhaps? Yeah, sure. Okay. Exactly. A monster hunter that lives in the woods has a monogrammed silk <laughs> handkerchief. You, you said to. handkerchief. So I'll go. So it would be a bandana. Uh, yeah, so it's one that doubles. Covered in a, oil a, stains. Yeah, a head rag, right. Um, you toss it, it doesn't have any effect, and you realize your voice isn't working. Your mouth's moving, but your voice isn't working. She so he just kind of shut you up. She puts on her best annoyed look. Okay. Crosses her arms, eyebrow up. <laughs> nice. Okay. And it's kind of like, how dare you shut me up? And he looks at that contraption on his wrist and says louder, you have 45 seconds, Woodsman. So, I mean, Jamie would, even though he doesn't want to, he would be starting inside because yeah. he knows that I mean, well, first of all, we wanted a meeting with Bruce. Yeah. Secondly, um, there has to be some type of powerful magic or other force to be able to shut Mora up. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so he figures that this guy or this creature... I wish that was a shorter thing. That would be a great show title. But go ahead. So he figures he already either knows where I am or would find me and probably yeah. do something bad if I don't come in. So, you know, pop, pop my bullet out of my sniper rifle... I've got, mm-hmm. my, I've got two guns in the back, but I know they're not going to do anything against this guy. And okay. I, I head inside. So at the Rutherford, I'd go in. There's a bottom floor. Yeah. I'd go in the back door and then just run up the stairs. Okay. Um, we'll just say you get there in time because your intent is to. Um, and, and he's looking at his wrist and he's counting three, two. He's here. Great. Um, and then he, he kind of indicates towards Cletus and says, you may wait outside fuck is this guy? Well, it actually would be like... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm, I'm the most popular one here. Yeah. <laughs> and both of the, um, the guards with their Gatling guns kind of start walking towards you, Cletus. And you... And Cletus. Yeah, trying to think of what Cletus would do. So... Yeah, he'll, he'll leave. And what is, um, what is Bartok up to? I mean... <laughs> he heard over the radio that to leave your vampire outside or the vampire, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, it kind of makes me want to walk in and be like, "Really? Well, of course, <laughs> you know." <laughs> so, okay. yeah. You leave your vampire outside. But okay. you know, from what I'm hearing, like I, I think that would be a bad move. You okay. know? So I'm not going to be stupid this time. All right, I'm trying to change my ways. Um, so at this point, one of the things that will happen uh, once. Cletus, once you are, they will walk you to the door where Bartok is to just put you outside with him. As long as, as, long as, as, long as you don't resist, that's what's going to happen. Okay. Okay, so that happens. Um, once he hears the door close, those guards stay outside the partition, and it's just Mora and um, Jamie in there with Bruce. Excuse me. And he says, you have questions. I will answer two before I give you my proposition." So choose your questions wisely. And yes, you may talk now. I, I've got my voice yes. back. It's just the two of us there? Yep. Now, the radios are still working. Okay. 
And I'm doing that mainly because we're all in the room together. I'm just going to let the radios work until, unless something catastrophic happens. Because, frankly, he doesn't care if anyone else hears, but he's addressing you too. So what questions do you have? Anything from the peanut gallery? Is that one of your questions? No. <laughs> uh, I just, I mean, we had the information that he was known by something of the moon, and he's kind of been the thorn of the side of God for oh gosh, Chris millennia. So I kind of, I, yeah. I would want to know that. Yeah, like, who, who is this guy? Like, or what is he? What did we know about him again? From my contacts from the Vatican, he was called something of the moon. We don't know what that something is. And he's been a thorn in the side of anyone working for God. So he's also, guy. you know, created a lot of warlocks over the years. And his warlocks typically are more dangerous than the other, you know, warlocks who come upon their power on their own. So... So now, do you want to treat this as you guys are talking about this? Because I'm fine with it. Right. Because I want to be able to, I want to know <laughs> how I can react to it. Because I'd like to react to that, if you think you might have said that over the radio, so like, or directly to him. I definitely outside. would have said it over the radio. But yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I mean, I'm thinking out loud over the radio. Okay. Then one well, thing, I mean, technically, he and I are in the same. Yeah. One thing you'll hear, um, he'll say, I'll not count it as a question, but please keep note, I did not create champagne. Horace. So what is, I'd want to know what his end game is here in, in the upstate. Yeah. Like what, for what purpose are you in this area? And do you want to ask that question? Are you okay with asking I'm, that he's question? He's really only going to give you two questions. Woodsman? Woodsman. Woodsman. Yeah. That's an affirmative. <laughs> what you doing here? <laughs> Just, I, I mean, I feel like Who is your daddy? Yeah. What does I mean, he do? Who is your daddy? And what does he do? Um, uh, I d- that's I am I'm not prepared to answer that question. Actually, <laughs> I'm just thinking that there's so a many sh- other ones. A short, there may be a short-term purpose and a long-term purpose. Yeah, and really, what we want to know is his ultimate purpose. What is his ultimate? Where purpose? did you come from? Well, Where you did you saying, go? You were saying end game. So, yeah, but, but end if game? you ask the end game in the upstate, we're doing it might a little jig up. What is your end game? Right. What is your purpose for being in the in the upstate? <laughs> just that. Yeah. 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 Agree? Yeah, I mean, at some point we may need to figure out who he is. Because like, you may get frustrated with the answers. I just want you right. to know. Yeah, I mean, Especially with all the lead up to the questions. I he's, imagine we're going to get uh, If he's a wizard, then he's not going to be straightforward with anybody. Yeah. He's, right. he's not the Earl King. So is what's he? he? No, no, he's not the Earl King. Okay. Um, uh, what, it, what is your purpose in the upstate? Okay. Uh, to find suitable people to join my organization. And we'll get to that after your second question. I'm just trying to remember back. It, where, where did we initially get the clue to call Bruce? Was that from Champagne? Mm-hmm. Or was it from Cletus's contact? Uh, it was from Champagne had the Bruce name. Yeah. The name <laughs> came up from Champagne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have one more question. What do you want to ask Anderson? We really want to know what he is or what the source of his power is, so, right? Yeah. Because then Cletus might know or, or Martok right. might know, you know, if he's a vampire or a wizard or an ancient Cthulhuan god, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> what were you known as originally? Or what, yeah, what, is your, what is your true name? What's your true name? <laughs> he's not going to say that. Part, that part's not going to happen. That's not going to come up. But like, what, what he said he's answered two questions. Yeah. Well, he won't answer it 
to the point, like, well, I think what we're getting at, in the Dresden universe, if you know something's real name and how to pronounce it, you have power over them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that way, he's not going to give you that information, but he may tell you what his name is, so to speak. Right? What is he? Right? Yeah. What are you? So you're welcome to ask him his name. Although, is this something where if you used your third eye, you'd be able to see what, to figure out what he is? Mm-hmm. Is this a waste of a question? Well, he could see that he was someone in charge when he looked at him yep. last with his third eye. Because that was the truth of the situation. Yeah. He was someone in charge. All right. I guess that's good, Mickey. What was the question now? What are you? What are you? <laughs> right? Bless you. Sorry. Um, what are you? Or what your what is your true essence? Or what, what is your true essence? essence? What is the true nature of your being? Something like crystal? that. <laughs> your vital essence. Um, or maybe right. we should ask him what his weak spot is and how we can kill him. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, just right here, there's a scale missing in my Under Armour. And, um, okay, so let me, I, I'll give you a couple bits of information to go along with that to see if it helps. Oh, so, so first, um, well, I was born many years ago and started life very similar to your friend Cletus out there. Uh, but I have since become much more than that. Does that help? It does. Now, my turn. The two of you may join me. You need to answer yes or no. Join you in what? There, you have no more questions. <laughs> I don't know about you, buddy. But I don't just join people without understanding what I'm getting myself into. That's curious. How did you start this adventure with the other three people? By investigating something. By joining them without knowing what you were getting into. Uh, Don't twist my words. (laughs) Which is kind of... First. I'm inviting you to experience the same thing again in a much higher capacity. I don't even... You would be way more important than you find yourself today. I am very happy with my level of importance right now. I would there are need plenty of monsters to be hunted where I come from. Yeah, and I'm looking at and one. And the Earl King would love to have you along on my hunt. He could be a good guy. We don't know, except that he's got the creepy skinned over eye guys. Exactly. How many times <laughs> How many in your <laughs> history has creepy skinned over guys turned out to be a good thing? I How saw Pan's love. Yeah. No good. <laughs> How many times do good guys have minions, for that matter? Whew. Yeah. And how uh, many times do good guys just kill their minion? He could be, be dead. He's not quite dead. He's a little tired. <laughs> He's getting better. <laughs> so it's just a flesh wound. Uh, so, what will it be? Again, I assert, I need to know, I need more information. So I don't is just it a no from you as well, Woodsman? I, I certainly couldn't join without knowing far more about what you're offering. Okay. Well, if you would just help up that gentleman behind you. We'll be out of here, and you can go on with your lives. Why would you only want the two of us to join you anyways? Isn't it obvious? We can still hear all this? Or? Yeah. No, it is not obvious. <laughs> You're not attached because to a greater yeah. cause. Well, to be frank, neither of you are supernatural. Oh. I sense a clue. <laughs> so it's a clue. <laughs> Where we were less one clue, we have gained one. And this may indeed be a clue, yes. There, there, there is reason to everything that's been done so far. <coughs> Removing 
to supernatural people and inviting to mortals, as they were. Now, granted, Cletus is technically a mortal, but he's supernatural mortal. So, yeah, there is significance to each step so far. Um, and the, the guy, that guard, who was first harassing you, he starts groaning on the ground behind you. All right, I sense another clue. Uh, uh. Are you guys going to check him out? Is Bruce still there? Well, yeah, giving he, us just, the he invited you to, to help that guy behind you who is now starting to make noise. Come back to consciousness, whatever, however you want to call it. You want to check his vitals? Does he have a pulse? Uh, He's moaning, I <laughs> Yes, I can certainly check him. Does he have okay. a pulse? So here, here's the, the, this was the point. It was bait to get you to turn. And when you turn back, Bruce and the guards are gone. Is was, the dude that was on the floor still there? Yes. The, the two, you know, skinned over eye guys um, and Bruce are Argon. gone. So and was, the chair he was sitting on is no longer there. It's all the hired security no, the, the guys with the pistols are still out there. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry if that's what you were saying. Yes, but yes yeah. you were right. Yes. So I was just looking back at my notes trying to refresh my memory about Bruce. Yeah. The, and the first time we heard about him was when Horace, when, when they went to New Orleans. And she came back and started talking about Bruce. Yes. Yeah. Now, she, I think she mentioned that in the supermarket or right. in the torture session, one, one place or another, she mentioned that she was working for Bruce. Yeah, it was during the uh, Yeah, and I think my, job, my aunt. Jamie's aunt had known yeah. about that too. Okay. Uh, and so they're just gone. So, Yeah. And so now the other guys, um, the, the other guards with just the pistols, they put their pistol in their shoulder holster, grab a jacket from the floor, put it on, and walk out, kind of ignoring Stop you. Stop them. I think yeah, we, we need to, qu- need to, find we out need to question out. them. So over the mic, I would ask Victor and don't call me Fitz. Everything's been over the mic, just so you know. So, guys, come back in here. We need to question these guards. We got got the one. They'll be walking out past the wizard and the vampire. Yeah, just grab them and try to find out who who hired them, what they were paid, what 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 they know. Which is going to be nothing, but it's worth asking. So, I'll I'll step in. You got the guy that's been beat up, right? Let's get. Let's ask him. He's already. He's easier to grab. I'll step in as the guards are leaving. I'm. Excuse me, gentlemen. Do you mind if I ask you a couple questions? So, Cletus, as or JJ, as Cletus steps in, I want you to do a focus roll, please. Okay. And I will measure that against this number, which um, Kurt and Chris can see. I have, I believe, yeah, a, a one. Okay. Um, it occurs to you that the jacket the guy's wearing just says Pinkerton Security on the shoulder, and he looks at you like, what? 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 What do you want? They're Very confused as to why you just stopped yeah. him. Um. Can you recall why you are here in this dining hall? Oh, there's going to be an event later that they wanted some security for, and we just talked to the owner, and we're all set. All right. It seems that your memories have been tampered with. You may go. You're not going to ask him what the owner looks like? That's your outside voice, and he's very curious. A what? You may go. You don't work here, do you? I do not, but you may go. (laughs) <laughs> oh, and he, he grabs the other three guys, and he says, "All right, I, I guess we'll just be back later." Mm-hmm. And they start walking off. Can't you like look at them with your sight to see if, in fact, their minds have been tampered with? I could. Then I shall. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
to see if their minds have been tampered. So I'll, I'll, I'll see if there's been any, like, you know, much like uh, breaking and entering leaves telltale signs. So let's put it this way. As you open your third sight, you see that they are, they have a, a shell of a personality that they, they're not all there. Something has them out with them. Yes. And they, they have a, the, the eyes, when you see through the third sight, their eyes have like no pupils. They're just They're functionally autom- automatons. Yeah. They're thralls. They have been monkeyed with. Yeah, they got wiped. Sounds like thralls. Um, I'll jot that down in my notebook and uh, make sure to incorporate Pinkerton security. Okay. Yeah. Got to make sure because someone's been mess- doing mind magic and that is against the laws of that's, magic. That's pretty messed up right there. Yeah. Now, Kurt, are you keeping the note in Cletus's notebook? Good. <laughs> when it's just a nice visual here when JJ said he was going to jot and Cletus his notebook he did the handwriting in the air and Kurt went for his laptop to start typing I like it um, okay so that's where you are now you guys are at the Rutherford um, the so I'll just say anybody looking back in the hall is just now wide open there's no partition in there it's just a wide open hall and you can see now some staff coming out starting to set some tables up for what is probably this event later. Okay. Kind of like nothing had happened. There's always a we paper. We still got the guy on the floor, right? No, he's gone. No, he, he got up and walked out. He was one of those four. Oh, he was one of the, oh. Yeah. The guy that was injured? Yeah. Yeah. He was apparently just taken out of the picture briefly. I misunderstood. Yeah. So it's just us and the staff that's now setting up. Right. Yeah. Well, you guys are outside. And when you look in, it looks like they're just getting ready for whatever the party is. This tonight. never happened, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think we need to start with trying to find a paper trail and do some research into what possibly Bruce may be. Obviously, he has some sort of mind-messing capabilities. I want to make sure that you, that you know I implied and inferred and implicitly I'm trying to say he at least started life as a wizard. The point yeah. of yeah. he started like Cletus. So the, the idea of wizard is, should be there firmly. Yeah, he started as a wizard and then kind of took a darker exactly. path. So we. Oh, he's evolved since then. As he's a, now more than that. He's more than a wizard. Yeah, yeah. he took a, a turn. And what's funny is I completely changed his appearance from what I originally had anticipated him being. So I'm going to revise my notes while you guys talk about what, he's, uh, what you're doing next. I'd like to go to the office because if they've rented this place, there has to be... Some sort of paper trail. There might not be at all. They didn't rent the place because that partition isn't there. Yeah. All he did was cast an enchantment that you know basically says you don't need to be here right now. And so the servants, I'm sorry, staff, um, vacated the premises for the time being. Why well, I think that partition is already gone. It was all an enchantment. So let me there, add. Let me. Add. The only paper trail we have is the Pinkerton security guys. Let me add two quick things so just let's because start there. <laughs> this is going to stick with Bruce. So he had the short, spiky blonde hair. He had the old eyes. He looked young. <coughs> Even though he was sitting, you could tell he would be very, a very tall person. He looked like he was a tall guy. Um, and um, black pants and an impossibly white shirt. So a dress shirt, like a button-up dress shirt that was way too white. Okay, those are, those are things I had established as traits for him, and I just want to make sure that's out there. Um, Carry on. 
So. So I think I need to look at the Pinkerton security group, find out how many of them have been altered in this manner. And if more than just these four, then we know that he has been using this human-based um, group as security for other events and maybe something to worth watching in the future. Okay. I think we should also interview the staff to get a sense for if, how long of a hole they have in their memory. Right. Remind me when you... Because we called your contact, right, your mentor, and asked about Bruce. Mm-hmm. What do we find out from him? Um, just that the dude had been in a thorn in the side. Um, warlocks had mentioned him, but they'd never seen Bruce. And he also said he didn't create champagne. Well, she had magic items. Well, the idea was when he's listening to the conversation that you guys are having, you know, like Cletus said, he was musing out loud um, that he had created warlocks. He wanted to point out that he hadn't created champagne. The, the contact that we talked to was not on the White Council, was he? He was like your, your no, every, mentor? Yeah. If, you're, if you're a full-blown wizard, you're on the White Council. Oh. Yeah. If, if you're not, you're a warlock and you'll be hunted down and killed. Yeah, but a low-level talent is not on the White Council. But if you're a wizard, then you should be on the White Council. A full-fledged, you do wizard stuff. That's a White Council yeah. person. So if you're just a pyro, you're just a pyro. Mm-hmm. So how, how big is the White Council? Um, let, let, me, let me just say something for this world. Um, it's in the hundreds of full-flown, full flown, full-fledged wizards. Gotcha. Hundreds internationally. Mm-hmm. So not it's not, necessarily seven, it's not seven people. No. Now, there is a senior council, which is seven. Okay, so that's what I was getting to, which is, is this something that we could or should or would have already brought to them or inquired about? I plan to. I just haven't got a chance to get. It will be in my report. Would you like me to CC you on it? (laughs) Definitely. I'm just wondering if, I mean, is is that something where you, is there a senior member that we could just call and talk to, or is there a whole process for getting it? There would be a process, and I'm not opposed to... um, pursuing that endeavor but the thing is with the senior council often <laughs> they dismiss things that they see beneath you know them. not what you speak <laughs> this is mickey explaining yeah. the dresden world to kirk this is over the council over the table over the council talk yeah yeah schmuck anywho <laughs> And you know, when he says you're going to be CC'd, he really means he's going to put a sheet of carbon between two right, right. pieces of paper. I mean, it just seems to me if we've got a wizard who's more than a wizard and who's scooping out people's personalities and has been around for a long time, that the logical research would be through JJ, through Cletus's character rather than like Could be. going to the library. Could yeah. be. But assuming maybe I'm that, wrong. And but, that's assuming um, that they've come across him in the past. And Farther right. Bartok got a little bit of information that he could explore too. So you have, it's more than one avenue. Yeah. But it might not be something that an old family in South Carolina would know. Right. What, did Bartok, what does Bartok have to work with? Do you remember, Chris? The stuff that you had heard about Bruce from the Vatican. Yeah, but the thing is... My, but they heard something is my point. There yeah, I, mean, I didn't get any confirmation right. on a lot of that stuff. My thing is, though, okay, this guy, we've obviously interfered with some of his plans, and it's almost like he didn't even care. And the okay. fact that 
we were even found out about him was something that he initiated in the first place with him starting stuff with the you know store or whatever was going to the goal. We still don't know who sent us the original message. That's the thing. It's like did he set this up just to meet you guys in the first place? Could have been. That's odd. I don't trust this at all, man. Yeah, that's that's what's kind of weird. Mickey's talking it's and she's off. muted. Mickey, your microphone is microphone is there. Well, it's, cool. it's yeah. a green light. Okay. Now it's working. Now it's working. All right. Because right, we don't know who sent the very original message to right. us, right? Which, where we are we with that? We couldn't uh, find anything out with that. Well, we, we confirmed that Marcus didn't send it. Yeah. That's correct. Now, that, that is the extent of that. would have been a good question to ask, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forgot about that That's one. That's why he only allowed two. We're still early in the campaign, yeah, you see. Yeah. Otherwise, you could have asked unlimited questions and, well, pfft. There goes the whole plot. So I will begin to uh, draft a letter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wait, so, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I just want to finish. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Horace. Yep. Do we know that he's dead? I think we had said yes, and, and I'm for the sake of just answering your question. Yes, he's. I mean, he's, there's not a chance that Jonathan Horace is Bruce. Or oh, I guess there's a chance. Sure, but the person known as Jonathan Horace died. Okay. How about that? So when somebody dies, I mean, we're like in Marvel Universe. They might not really right, be right, dead, right, and right. it might not have even been that person. I'm just, it's just so long. I'm trying to remember the kind of yeah. connections. In, but, but you got it, yes. I don't want to lose a thread there if it was important, but maybe it wasn't. To, to the research that you had found, and whether this is 100% true with the past that we've played or not, the end result is um, Champagne Horse was the last one, right. and she is now dead. Right. Just kind of melted away in a stream. And if I were you guys, I would have took the deal and joined him just to get on the end. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's how we do stuff in Russia. I know. I, I thought about it, but I didn't really want to have my personality scooped out. You know, I'm so charming. Uh, I hate to you know, lose, <laughs> lose my inner beauty. Right, and I'm sure that's how uh, Anakin started. I'm just going to yeah. join him for a bit. Lose I don't want to lose my inner beauty. Uh, you're saying all the right things. Like, join me, yes or no? So what about... Uh, Frank Moreland, who yeah. owned the yeah, gym, have we... The gym and the strip joints. He's the guy that Curtis aspires to be. That is exactly Fitness right. And I do remember talking about that. Clubs. I'm just trying to remember <coughs> where we got with him. Well, you might need to learn more about him. I don't think we you learned really... any more than that. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, yeah. It, it took some serious internet searching and correlation and a right. good role to get to that point. Right. Moreland Enterprises. He owned the gold gyms, yeah. multiple gyms, adult venues. So there's a link there, obviously, with the Gold's Gym, because that's what's moving into the place the, where Champagne was. No six in the Champagne room. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's something I could work on. There you go. Uh, Find Jamie out if uh, Frank has more properties in the area. Yeah, that should be a pretty easy task for me. Or are they okay. using these properties as recruitment centers for Bruce? Now, um, Cletus is currently looking into it from the wizard perspective, but he's also a police officer. What is he doing from that perspective? Um, so, uh, from the wizard perspective, he is um, recording everything he can tell from the charms that, uh, that have been confiscated from um, Champagne. Okay. Um, he's providing all the knowledge that he can, and he's calling in any uh, chips that he may have with the White Council. Um, in order to expedite this information. So, okay. uh, in game terms, I'm willing to, you know, go indebted to the White Council. Okay. Um, 
as far as the police side of it, um, I could see um, getting more information out of uh, Moreland and finding out, um, and coming from the police side, uh, going after the Pinkerton security. Okay. Because um, security companies tend to work hand-in-hand hand with police departments. So. Okay. Mickey, so. anything for uh, Mora at this point? Mora is going to do some old-fashioned detective work. She's going to start with her hunter's network mm-hmm. to see, one, she's going to write down what she observed from Bruce, you know, the fact that he was able to control her voice, take away her voice, um, the fact she knows that he started off as a wizard but has now is a bit more. Um, she knows that he has some level of mind control, so kind of take all of those <coughs> clues and compare them against her monster diary okay. to see if she can at least narrow down what he could possibly be, as well as chatting with her friends in the not- monster network to see if they've s- encountered someone similar or people with the same symptoms as Champagne and these security people. Okay. Trying to narrow the field down. That all sounds good, and I apologize for jumping back, but I knew I had a brain in my worm. I'm trying to remember something that I missed, and I, I found in my notes, because it seems like I actually take notes, which is surprising to me. Yeah. Jonathan Horace, and I have, this is from our last session. No public records of any kinds before he married Champagne, off radar while she was in New Orleans, reappeared yesterday at Greenville Airport. Yeah, that sounds good. So he's probably not dead yet. Then. Thank you. Yeah. One note. Um, I've got, as a monster hunter... You have this unique condition called in pursuit, which is sticky. Okay. Which means, and I'll read it ber- verbatim, mark this condition when you, name, when you name a specific supernatural creature as your target. I think it's safe to assume that Bruce is supernatural. It's pretty safe. Yeah. So I will mark this condition. Okay. So while this, I'm obsessed with the quarry, committed to seeking its destruction regardless of cost. I also gained a new approach, hunt at great. Okay. So it's kind of like... In, um, uh, in D&D when you mark yeah, it's like that mark yeah hunter's mark hunter's mark thank yeah. you so you get a plus four if you use that approach mm-hmm. if you're hunting and I guess I would say that that's probably a good point to use that uh, let's explore that now do you want to use that as you're talking with your network sure so let's see what information that you can get um, based on that so if I'm questioning my network, that would be intellect? No, it would be hunt. That's your approach. Oh, the hunt is the you're, approach. You're hoping, you're, you are hunting this target. But so you're like read, read the hunter's network. Ah. You associate with loose confederation of hunters who trade rumors and update each other once per session. When you are in pursuit, you succeed automatically okay. at an overcome role to find information about your quarry. If this information can be expressed as an advantage... You get an aspect with two free invokes as well. Okay. Let me see. So a combination of Hunter's Network with In Pursuit grants that. So then I will give you this. You succeed. And what you find out is the two aspects you find out is that... um, Oh, let me see. uh, Well, first he is... um, Let's say that Bruce is part of a larger organization so that's one of the aspects which and again you invoke that you can start to learn more about what's there 
Um, and then the other is um, most his past is overwritten. Let's put it that way. Huh. Yes. That's interesting. Overwritten. Overwritten. Yes. Now, was Father, ba- Father Bartok looking for anything specific? Because if not, I'll move on to what Cletus starts to find. Well, I kind of want to go back to this uh, <clears throat> Jonathan Horace-Bruce uh, connection here. Okay. Because the more I look at our notes, it seems that Bruce is Jonathan. Seems like a possibility okay. for sure. Well, because, okay, he comes into the family like 50 years ago. Things get weird. She goes to New Orleans. He's gone. That's where she meets Bruce, and then he's off the records until he shows up uh, in, in Greenville coming back from a flight from Atlanta. We so. need to find this Jonathan Horace guy. We need to well, run him down. Or did, yeah, did something happen in New Orleans? Yeah, where we, he... we need to run down to see if this is a different person or we're right and it's the same guy. Something's up. Okay. All kind of weird stuff happens in New Orleans. Road trip? Which is voodoo. Well, supposedly he's in, he's in Greenville. Oh, boys. Lots of vampires down there. In Greenville, of course. But we might need no, help. No, Good beer. We might need connections that you, uh, Cletus, might have with law enforcement mm-hmm. to try to track them down. Barbecue. Uh, so within uh, within law enforcement, mm-hmm. uh, you find um, a detective that has helped you on occasion, an undercover detective. Um, I don't know if you want to give him a name or if you want me to give him a name. Um. Lieutenant okay. uh, Lieutenant Konos, he's Greek. Konos. I'll spell it that way. Um, okay. He tells you, look, we, we've been working with um, the FBI for a while on some of this, but um, these guys that work for Pinkerton also work for Moreland. And... Uh, there's not a whole lot that I can share without getting in trouble, but uh, if you look up, uh, uh, gosh, yeah, now I need to come up with another name. If you look up um, the field agent at the local FBI office in Greenville, he can probably give you some more info. But uh, Moreland is... Um, agent Del Cooper. Del Cooper. <laughs> Twin Peaks. Um, yeah, Moreland, Moreland has his fingers in a lot of illegal activities in the area. So uh, have pretty a, much all over the upstate. <laughs> you missed the cliche. He's got a finger in a lot of pies in the upstate. Yeah, so we're saying Pinkerton overall, strip clubs. or just certain members of the Pinkerton security group are working for Moreland? So that, that would be, since that what, was, what Cletus was looking for, mm. some of these guys that work at Pinkerton are also low-level thugs for Moreland. Yeah. So Pinkerton's their day job. And when they're called upon by Moreland, uh, they, they go do what they need to do. Got it. Okay. But, um, you know, any, any more information than that, you'll have to get out of the FBI. So, so I don't get in any more trouble. Appreciate your... Chief doesn't like it when I talk to you anyway. <laughs> you, should, uh, you should send him a box of donuts. <laughs> thing. Thank yeah. you. Well, I mean, overall, he's got few friends, you know, quote-unquote friends in the department because he can't hang around people that have cell phones. <laughs> and, and plus the belt thing. So. And the belt thing, yes. Plus I'm just, <laughs> you know, really, really old-fashioned. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Konos is your, uh, is your detective contact uh, in the Greer PD. 
I'm just making sure I have that there. Um, and then, I don't know, what was the name you said? Because that's what I'm going to use for the FBI. Del uh, Cooper? Del Cooper, it's a Twin Peaks thing. Del Cooper. So, field agent Cooper. Uh, and that's the FBI office in Greenville. Okay. Now, as far as trying to track down Jonathan Horace, um, you find that the security at the Greenville, uh, Greenville Spartanburg Airport um, had detained uh, an elderly Japanese lady because she was carrying an ID that read Jonathan Horace. So she was detained at the airport and let go. Now, there, there could be more if you want to investigate more, but that, that's the blurb right. of it. An elderly she, Japanese lady yeah. or someone that appeared to be We need to, to find out, yeah, who questioned her and what they found out. Yeah. Oh, I can answer that quickly. She didn't speak English. An interpreter was brought in, and she had no idea what they were talking about. And that wasn't her ID. That's not what she got on the plane with, and she was let go. After about an hour or so of questioning. Because nothing odd was found. It's just like someone swapped her wallet for something different. Hmm. Very convenient. Yeah. This is tricky. Can we find this lady? And You sure can. Can you speak Japanese? That's a good point. Does anybody speak Does Japanese? Does any of us? Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know if we have any. Yeah, we didn't have any other languages here. <laughs> I'm not. See, I have no idea what you said, but it came out of Kurt. So I, I said I speak a little bit of Japanese. Okay, good. <laughs> that was it, right there. It could have been. I grab a little bit of Japanese. <laughs> or something. I just wanted to be sure. We've um, got Google Translate. We do, and that's a good point. Um, but with that, yes, you, you are Google more Translate. than. Yeah, you're more than welcome to question. Now, what I would say too, when we want to talk languages, anything that makes sense for your character, if you wanted to pick one other language that you're at least mediocre at, I'm fine with that. But I don't know if it makes sense for any of these characters to know any, even a little bit of Japanese. No. no. Like, you might know Russian and English <laughs> yeah. fluently. Yeah. Um, and, and for Mora, I don't know. Spanish. Spanish, French. Anything that's common enough in the U.S., I, I would say, would work. And, and for Kurt, who knows? I don't know for Jamie. If he would... I German. Mean, he probably would have had something, because wealthy, he probably would have had tutors for at least one language. Right. I definitely speak a little bit of a few yeah. languages and Cletus, it might make Europe. sense to know a little Latin, if nothing else. Latin and Dutch. Dutch, okay. Because growing up in upstate New York, I would have learned Dutch. Okay. So if you want to write that down anywhere in case these languages come up, it's perfectly acceptable. I have no problem with, um, you know, with the stars of the show knowing more than one language. That's fine. Jamie would know a, a little bit of, like, uh, well, fairly good at Spanish and then, like, a little French, a little Italian. Just, you know, enough to get okay. by <laughs> traveling around Europe with your family type stuff. So do you want to question the old lady? Because you can find her. I mean, there's no reason for me to hide her from you. I kind of want to I want to know why she was detained in the first place, because how would they know that she has somebody's ID on her? It makes no sense to me. Okay. Well, that, that one I can answer as, from what I understand and from what I've seen in airports, they know who's supposed to be in a seat. Right. And when the plane was loaded, 
and they look back at the records. The person there's supposed to be a man in the seat, and there isn't a man. Mm. And why is this lady getting off the plane? They stop her and they gotcha. ask her some questions. She's got the wrong idea on her. That's enough for them to ask more questions. Terrorist day and age, and of course, all Japanese ladies are terrorists all the freaking time. So can we get? So we my, do not. Adventures from the shed is not uh, above the <laughs> table. Is, is he implying that this was a Japanese lady who had an ID switch, or it was this Jonathan Horace disguising himself as an old Japanese lady? Possible. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, he got on at, at, at the Atlanta airport. I, you know, I'm assuming, can we get information from people down there or not? Yeah. Provided I, I he passed security say, and they right. believed everything. Yeah. Yeah. The, the idea yes. of illusion, um, having that much active magic happening while on a plane is a recipe for disaster. So I'm, I'm going to lean against illusion just because you really don't. One magic interfering with the engines of an aircraft, ah. or the navigation system, or anything else. Exactly. You know? Yep. There's a lot that can go wrong in an aircraft. Right. So now, I'm not seeing why. The, let's say what you can. Here. Let's say you can find her. What would you ask her? So, I mean, we can go right to that if you want. What would your questions be? Or do you want to talk to the people that interviewed her and then find her? Let's just move right ahead. What would you want to do next? Yeah, I mean, we'd we'd have to find out. Hey. Why were you sitting in that seat that was assigned to this other person? So like, we're looking for like, the lady? We on this flight, like, well, I mean, I guess we, if it's okay if we find her, if it's not a big deal, yeah. you know, we just ask yeah. the questions. So she'll tell you, and we can use the Google Translate, and you get enough of a good translation right. that, that you find out. Uh, it turns out she's visiting family here, um, and she was waiting for a seat on the plane. She was on the wait list, and this guy... This tall, blonde guy stepped up and handed her a ticket and said, here, you can take my seat. And the lady at the gate just let it happen. And apparently, while she was talking with him, he must have taken her ID. And she's kind of upset. So if we described... She, she's well, wondering if you guys could heck, describe uh, or... I don't know. Yeah, she's we, wondering how the heck she's going to get her ID back because she's from Michigan. And she can't just get a new driver's license in the upstate of South Carolina. I, I'll commiserate with so how the... How is she going to get back home? I'll commiserate with the you know screwed-up airlines um, and how they go from Michigan to Atlanta to Greenville. Uh, whatever. Do you want to... <laughs> does Fitz want to look... At, at her through his third eye to well, see if question. she's would been... Fitz be along for this? Uh, do you really? Is this full group of four there to question the lady? I have no problem communicating, but would everyone be there? I, I, I think that Fitz would give a um, an aura of realness. The mm-hmm. fact that he's the only police officer here. He's just three random priest. <laughs> yeah. rich I would dude. take off my colors. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like, suit, but, there, there's yeah. no real reason for them to have come for a follow up. But however, right. I'm the Greer police following yep. up. That works. Okay. Um, and I will um, actually. I, I'm going to do a soul gaze with her. Wow. Okay. Re- read it out for me again, uh, because sure. I need to remember no, what no, it is no I need to share with you. Um, with that. Uh, I, let me, I'll have to think about it for a second because I'm pretty sure I know already, but let's do that. When looking someone directly in the eye for more than a few seconds, you peer into their soul and they likewise see into yours. The exchange manifests as a cryptic vision. Make a focus roll. Opposed by their focus roll, the winner learns one concrete, useful piece of information about the other individual, or two things if the winner succeeds with style. On a tie, each person learns something. 
Good lordy. I got three pluses on the dice, but I'm not going to tell you what the number is yet. I have four. Okay. So you win. Okay. Um, I have two pluses see. and a negative, so but one, a plus three. One concrete piece of information. All right. Let me put About it, the individual. Let me put it this way, just because I want to make it clear. She is of no further use to this story. How about that? She, she, she makes, was a dupe. She makes the best dumplings ever. Yeah. The, nothing of significance to the story. I mean, now, the information she has can be significant. She yeah, herself it seems like, is no know, longer Bruce significant. Is right, I mean, this tall blonde guy is right, spiky yeah. hair. Which, I mean, same... Yeah. Yeah, if we can confirm that, at yeah, least, that's yeah. all I wanted. And she would give you the description of the guy that you guys talked to. Okay. So and he had this weird big thing on his wrist. Yeah, that's our... Yeah. That's our dude. Okay. So. So. What are your thoughts? I, what, I, what I would like to do is... Um, I would like to look at the pasture manifest to see if this lady was boarded. Um, in other words... If he traded his license, she's missing hers. So, did she still board the plane? Um, her story checks out. Let's put it that way. So, there's some mix-up, and it was probably caused a you know a purposeful mix-up. But there was a mix-up in that he did give up her seat. He was booked. Jonathan Horace was booked on the flight, and he gave up his seat to someone else. Yes. So we don't know how old Jonathan Horace was when he met Champagne, but we know when he met Champagne and they got together, all kind of strange things started happening. Yeah. 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 And they went to New Orleans, and then she started talking about Bruce. Well, he didn't yeah. go to New Orleans as Jonathan Horace. He was in New Orleans as Bruce. Very likely, yeah. Yeah. Right. So. But the thing is, why was he involved with her family that far back? The thing if is, it's important or you know, not, might right. not be. being a wizard, it's... It's hard to reinvent your life. You know, I've... I don't, I'll do air quotes. I've died three times now. Ah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's hard to reinvent your life. So you choose new lives that are very similar to your past ones. So anything we can learn about um, Jonathan or Bruce, we can try to tie the different um, things that are the same throughout those lifespans as we learn learn about him. Because it's, it's hard to reinvent yourself every yeah. time. Right, I mean... Okay. I guess Can we try to take his description? I mean, I know we don't have a picture, but try to upload that and see if there's any matches somehow in some database. I don't know. I can see if I could have that's some I mean, kind but that's of... kind of hard without a real picture, though. Yeah. I can see if I could do some kind of ritual that um, would paint from the mind's eye. Yeah. Sure. I think that would be a cool place to pick up the next episode. Yeah. We'll think about what that ritual would look like and see what kind of sacrifices we can make to make it happen. <laughs> I, I already <laughs> tell you, my focus is going to be an extra sketch. I can throw a hand in, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, we will wrap up this episode, and we can all say... Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye. Cough too. <laughs> see there ya. He is. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.